Process Podcast, episode 390, 10 away from the big 400, which is pretty wild. Remember when we did the whole best mm. of, get this freaking keyboard out of the way, when we did the best of 300 episodes, that feels like it was, it was like yesterday, yep. but that was back in October, I think. That was, yeah, that was back middle of October. Holy shit. I didn't even have an apartment yet oh at that God. time. That's how fucking long ago that was. And it's only 100 episodes, and we basically have done three times more than that. Total. That's nuts. Um, That's wild. How was your day, first off? Yeah? Uh, It was good. Busy. Traffic today. Yeah, roads were not very good. Really? People were maniacs. It's unfortunate to hear. It's not surprising to hear, but it's still unfortunate. Is like it's I take the take Highway 85 or 86 up to um, basically it's the one that runs through Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo, and it terminates around like St. Jacobs area, turns into a roundabout. Um, and it's there's a ramp, like, like there's an off ramp from 85 or 86, whatever it is, onto uh, the highway up towards Guelph, the 401, I guess it is. And it's always fucking nuts right around there. And then it clears up and then it gets a bit more congested a little bit. And then it clears up because people are coming on, people are going off, but I do not envy you at all having to drive, especially through Mississauga, No, especially through there. Yeah. That part if I could, sucks. and like I've said this before, I don't know if I've said it on here, but I would rather drive downtown Toronto then drive downtown Kitchener simply because the roads in downtown Kitchener make absolutely, and Waterloo, make zero sense whatsoever. Very confusing. Mm. There's no like north-south or east-west. It's it's all at like weird angles. The, the road quality, like the asphalt is garbage, potholes everywhere. I feel like I'm destroying the tires each time I go out and drive. And uh, yeah, that's my rant about the roads. Unfortunately, yeah, our roads. But it's up. okay. It was perfect. It was perfect. Um, last night you shared a video with me, titled <coughs> "Excuse me, clear my throat." How to show passion in your portfolio, dated March fourth, twenty twenty two, from the future. And first off, the like the layout of the video is very clean. Like the graphic quality that they've done to it. Um, it's got the little future branding in the top in the top left, the t- classic 2021 20, symbol, and then the full video, what do companies look for in a design portfolio? I guess that's the full, that's probably what the snippet, the snippet is cut from. But it's 50, it's 50 58 seconds. Probably. And how did you like how did you come across it at the very beginning? Oh. It was just on my YouTube feed because I'm subscribed to the future, right? So I just happened to look and then that popped up and I was like, yeah, I see them because like every day there's like at least one. But that one I just saw the title. I was like, huh, 
and then <laughs> and then just did, watched it. I was like, oh, did you have any like initial reaction to sick. it? Or like initial, did it spark anything in your brain as you watched it? Made you think about anything? Interesting. Uh, a little bit of anger. Anger. Because from the point of view of like, look, here's like Sony's really successful designer telling you to like focus on what you actually want to do and do the things that like like absolutely just go crazy about the certain things you actually want to do and that you're passionate about when like employers are like asking for everyone mm -hmm. to be good at literally everything asking a designer to also be an excel god or a ui or like a figma god and a autocad god and a 3ds max god and a blender god and then also this and it's like mm -hmm. it's kind of ridiculous but i also thought it was kind of funny because and then it goes back to school when like the whole advice of well if you want to get a job as a car designer then your portfolio should probably have car design in it and it seems like so simple like such a simple, like obvious, like common sense of thought of like, well, yeah. yeah, duh. Like I'm not going to put furniture design and whatever, but it's kind of like when the, what he's talking about with being specific about what you're passionate about and showing that mm -hmm. it's actually kind of difficult because it's like how, when you come to actually showing it, it's figuring out how you do that without just having like, here's 300 sketches I've done of, Iron Man, right? Because right? I like, this is what I'm passionate about. It's like, how do you focus on showing what you're passionate about and what you end up, want to end up working on while still like showing your skills and your thought process and a little bit of yeah. variety as well. And that it's, it is hard. It's very tricky. Which gets a little tricky. It seems easy, but until you do it and then you're like, and then you're like, you know, I did, I, I, I did a pretty good job of narrowing it down, specifying what I want to do and like what I'm passionate about. And then you get feedback from someone and they're like, you should probably like, what is it you actually want to do? And you're like, oh, so yeah. maybe I didn't. When someone asks that you that, of a job. you think you have a clear answer in your head of what you want to do because you, and you think it's clear because you probably haven't vocalized it. You haven't said, I want to be a blank designer i want to design insert design thing here you haven't vocalized that you haven't like written it down mm -hmm. it's not it's not on a sticky note on a wall or anything like that um, and when someone asks you you think you know but then when you go to say it you go to write it down you go to reply to that question you kind of like start stumbling over your words or you immediately like think about okay what's in my portfolio i have this i have this i have this uh blah 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 blah, blah. and stuff kind of just like comes out but it's not really an answer and mm -hmm. like i'll relate that to a, a like a quick personal experience because it's it's timely now it was basically a year ago that i did my interview with with earthscape i think in two weeks it'll be a year um and like near the end of the interview um I think I was asked the question, what do I like to design the most? And I was like, I, I thought I knew in my head. I was like, oh, I'd, 
I like designing this, but this as an ambiguous term, all encompassing could be footwear, could be transportation stuff, could be graphics, could be whatever. It's not actually a thing. Not that you can, maybe for some people, they'll never arrive at one singular thing. You know, there's like people I work with, playgrounds and play experiences is that thing. They've been able to find that. People who work at car companies, cars and transportation is probably that thing they want to do. But for Dave Falars, footwear is probably the thing that he loves to do the most. If he could design anything, that's what he would do. But maybe for a larger population, it's less clear. It's like looking at it with blurry glasses on. You don't actually know. And if someone asks you a question, you're like, oh, shit, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. And that's a tough thing mm-hmm. to that's a tough thing to respond to without just saying, oh, I like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's like, okay, but if you have to pick one, what are you going to pick? I don't know. What are you passionate about? I don't know. Like if I were to ask mm-hmm. you right now, what are you passionate about? How how would how do you think you would respond? Could maybe say something with models mm-hmm. or something to do with branding. Mm-hmm. I think concept design. There you go. Want to be Ash Thorpe? That's that's probably the clean. That's probably the cleanest answer you could get. You know, is is that you want to be Ash Thorpe? I want to be Ash Thorpe. You know. That's like the most specifically vague. Yeah. And then answer to loop it back to like Christo's video where he gives an example of um, using being the, the, the person that wants to make movie posters. Um, so you have a lot of movie posters in your portfolio, whether it's like superhero movies, action movies, rom coms, horror movies, blah, 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 blah. You have variety. You have variety of a thing, but it's still the same thing. It's a variety of movie posters, but it's still a movie poster. It's like if you were to show variety mm-hmm. and depth in branding or concept design, you would have six, seven, eight, nine, ten brands that you've designed and brand identities that you've developed listed in a portfolio. Whether or, whether or not they're all real or half of them are real and half of them are conceptual, that's kind of, that's probably, that's more negligible, I think. Yeah. But, and then he also uses the example of school projects where, and like, we totally relate to this. You're, you're asked to do project X, Y, Z. And the minimum is three, three pages of sketches on the wall. People come in with three pages, three pages, three pages, 10, 30, 45 pages of sketches. The person who's bringing in 45 pages of sketches is probably the most interested and the most passionate about that project. You know, Sean and I had that experience with Spin Master where we showed up and just had pages and pages of sketches on the wall in our sketchbook printed off. We had a boatload of them. Same thing in the BRP project. There's a Snapchat that I have from the first studio class that I might have sent to you. I don't remember. But there's like 10 or 11 of my pages on the wall. Probably did. And then everyone else has the 
minimum requirement of three or four or whatever it was. And I remember in that moment sitting there thinking like, why aren't these people, and not to disparage them, obviously, no disrespect whatsoever, because I love the people that I was in class with. But there's a different level of intention and a different level of passion there. Like, hands down, <clears throat> without even, you can yeah. just walk into the class and point to the person that has the most pages and know for a fact that they're the most interested in it. But then how do you show that in a portfolio? Yeah. Without making a portfolio that's 10,000 pages long. That's hard. Exactly. That's where the, that's where the, the difficulty comes in. Because it's like, it's difficult narrowing it down to pick like, okay, what are you passionate yeah. about? Without just saying design. No, it's like specific. And even saying car design or furniture design or clothing that's, design or graphic it's design is still vague. Term. It still needs to be more specific. You know, but even when you do find that one thing that kind of sums it up nice, yeah. then it's like, well, how do you show that without just, like you said, 100 pages of just mm -hmm. images of one thing? You know, like, how do you show, like, people might think um, showing this one interest through different projects is easy, but, like, you got to do it, and it's kind of hard to try and translate and express that feeling through the pages without just writing a page mm -hmm. saying this is what i'm passionate about <laughs> you know it's like just to show it is kind of it is difficult you know like when i think of like mine i'm like okay well if i want to be ash thorpe then my portfolio should look should like his website I think like, it should, what does he show on his and website? I'm just going to caveat this slightly. Right. I think it should look like if um, Zach Watson's version of Ash Thorpe's website. But yeah, I don't mean like literally like graphically, but I meant right. like okay. content wise, like yeah, like what does he show, and like why does he show it? Right. A yeah, it's just like his work and it's rad and it's amazing. Yes, but like. You can go on his website and you look at all the projects. And yeah, the common mm -hmm. theme amongst all of it is like concept art. Some he might be doing like, you know, and that's yes, kind of vague. Concept art is a vague term. And each, and each project is like a different thing. You might have some that's like, like almost graphic design, like artwork. And you've got some that are like environment design, more branding stuff, vehicle design. You know, 3D modeling and rendering, uh, more like kind of um, concept art-ish, um, you know, kind of product design for like stuff for movies, TV shows, for games. Like it's lots of different things, but they each fall under that mm -hmm. umbrella of like concept design. Um, and you go through and you're like, okay, well, this guy probably likes even though everything is different, you, you get a vibe of like what he likes to do and what he wants to do, you know? And that's kind of like, it's, it seems easy, but like, man, trying to do that on your it's, own is fucking hard. It's beyond trying to difficult. get that across to people. You might, you might think like, Oh, you, you like architecture. Well, just having architecture projects in your portfolio, someone's going to be like, this person like architecture. Maybe, but like, Someone who's actually going to look at the hire you, they're looking for something more than just someone who just does building projects. It's like, 
you know, are you showing through these projects, like, do they all fall under the same kind of mm-hmm. aesthetic or, you know, design language, theme, you know, type of building, the way you, th- you mm-hmm. think about it, the way you present it, you know, like, it shows, shows a lot true. more than that. That's know? an interesting way of, of looking at it. Like, it's like, you know, if I, if I decided, yeah, I want to go purely for the near future down the model making route, right? I'm like, okay, so my portfolio has got to be all modeling, models, models and stuff, right? Simply having pictures of like a hundred mm-hmm. pictures of fucking Gundam models I painted. Yeah. You might think, well, that shows I like model making to a certain extent. Yeah. But like, that's like, it's not as powerful. You know, just because you have a lot of one thing doesn't mean it automatically shows what you're passionate about. Wow. It just shows you've done a lot of one thing. Write that shit down for yourself because that that hits. Right. And I'm trying to think of like a way to word it, but like it just shows you like Mm. that you've done lots of one thing. And it's like trying to show beyond that, like what you're passionate about. I think maybe it comes down to more of the why behind each project. So much of it. Right, like if your model projects like show a why of like why you like to do dioramas and why you like to do this much detail and weathering and why you like to like customize this and kit bash this, why you like to make this, you know, Batman stuff, why you like to do this, why you like to do that, why you like to make architecture, like that is a lot more powerful than just like, well, of course they're gonna hire me for making models because i have a mm-hmm. thousand pictures of me making models it's like no that's, that doesn't necessarily mean that's that, true right like you got a thousand car sketches in the portfolio and like someone hiring you might not actually think like you might think it looks like your portfolio is saying i'm passionate about cars but it's more like okay they've just got a thousand sketches of cars you could have like 10 sketches and like research and a page talking about why you did this project and it's way more powerful gives way more insight into like what you're actually passionate about than just here's a thousand it could also work as a disservice if you have a page or two say with to use the thousand sketch analogy it could show that yes on one hand you have the ability to explore a lot of options and a lot of form ideas and a lot of form explorations but on the contrary it could also show that you don't know when to stop and you also maybe aren't confident in the designs that you're doing. You feel the need to do a thousand. You probably yeah. shouldn't need True. to be doing that. There's a level of like learned confidence that you get. And like, I can feel the muscles slowly building as I do more new projects at work. Where the first time that I did it, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing or how to feel and was not confident in it. But now I feel maybe 20% more confident in a year. It could be 50% more confident in two years, three years. It could be 85% more confident. But you learn that through experience. And if you're showing a thousand sketches, you're, you're not confident in any of them. Otherwise, you would not have done a thousand. And that is a disservice to you as a designer when you're trying to communicate something and you're trying to get to a solution. And I'll 
I think what I had done well with my portfolio that was able to get it in front of like the hiring manager and to get me selected for an interview. And then also what ended up helping me achieve the goal of getting the job was I emphasized, I put a lot of, um, uh, what's the word, page allocation and page space and space allocation on a page to hand sketches. And I did have CAD renders in there. There was CAD work in there. But for each project, it was probably like a page of images. And maybe it's two, maybe it's three. The, the bulk of the visual work was in the form of sketches because that's what I was the most interested in. That's what I knew that my biggest strength was that I could bring to this, to this company. And I knew that and I wanted to sell that factor of my skill set as a designer as best as I possibly could. So as opposed to, and this was, there was feedback from Dave Falar about this. There was feedback from one of the instruct the offsite instructors, Kelly, who said, I can tell that you're good at sketching. And I, I know that you know that you're good at sketching, but you don't need to be showing as much sketching as you're doing because in this case, less, less speaks more. Less says more. Less is more. Mm. And I was like, okay. That's a tough thing to like want to accept because you want to, you think, I know I'm good at it. I'm very good at it. I want to show that off. I'm going to put as much in there as possible. Shows you don't know how to edit your stuff down. Shows you don't know how to curate. Fair enough. We've talked about that before. So like before, before applying it, I had, there was a lot of pages of sketches. I cut pages out before applying removed some things, changed some things around, but still kept it 75%. I'd say it's 60% sketches, 20% CAD, CAD and renders, 20% mockups um, in terms of like visual content. That's not including research and stuff. But if I did include research, I was going to try and sketch it out, do like storytelling sketches as opposed to just an image of this, an image of that, an image of this, an image of that. And it worked out. I get to sketch for a living now. So, and that was that was a positive experience, go. but it wasn't how I expected it to go. I expected I'm going to play to my strengths. I'm going to show the most of that. Proportionally, I did, but I showed more sketches by taking sketches out of my portfolio, which, mm. yeah, it's weird how that works. Interesting. Yeah, it's hard to get your head around that because, like, the instinct is just to, like, well, I'm good at sketching. Yeah. Well, then I'm plastering as many sketches onto a page as I can. And it's actually yeah. the opposite. Like, which if, is if you better. had, if you start to develop a model making portfolio, as an example, right, where you're documenting the process of building these model kits, building scale dioramas, building this, building that, say you have, say this is two years in the future, um, and you, you build, you start building these like custom storytelling dioramas for Gundam models and whatnot. You keep those five projects in there, but you don't plaster like 50 to 100 photos of each project. You're curating it down to like 10 
mm. maybe even like nine or eight. Yeah. There was the YouTube video that I saw and then it got recommended to you as well. But it was like how a national geographic photographer selects the, like the, the yeah. best image out of like a, out of like 10,000 or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, I think this is how he did it in the video, but they were like all printed out on a board, something like that. And he's going through and he's like, that's underexposed. Yeah. That's overexposed. And if it was, it still could be great compositionally, but if he thought it was the slightest bit over or underexposed, it was gone. It was done. Because then that's saying that there is something better. And then eventually you whittle that down to the image that you see on the front of all those magazines. And that's probably the same type of thing that right. needs to be done with content that goes in a portfolio, whether it's a sketch, a photo, um, photo of a model, a render, et cetera, et cetera. Being like ruthlessly uh, critical, I guess, with what you're including. Yeah, it's like if the if the image doesn't play a part in telling the story of that project, if it's only there yeah. just because an image looks cool, yeah. it shouldn't be there. If you're putting right. something in for the sake of filling space, get rid of it. You don't need to fill that space. And that's a very hard thing <laughs> to learn. Yeah. That's like, because it's instinct yeah. to want to fill that space. It's a reflex to want to fill that space. But... Mm -hmm. It's better off. You're you as a designer are better off if you don't and if you hold back because that shows restraint. I feel like we had a whole episode about design restraint and holding that back. Pretty sure we did. Mid two yeah, hundreds maybe. Okay. I'm gonna guess two sixty, two seventy ish. Um, shows you know how to curate something and you know how to pay attention to the details and what's important. Because if everything is the same level of importance, mm -hmm. if everything is the same level of hierarchy, then nothing is important. Nothing has hierarchy, right? Which is unfortunate. Exactly. Yeah. Would you put? No, would you yeah, ever? Totally. Or is like the idea of a model making specific portfolio of like Gundam kits, scratch builds, and whatnot? Is that on the radar for you in like the next while, maybe? It's a possibility. It really is a possibility. Like, I want to get a few more models in to feel more comfortable with it and then, like, start customizing and, like, building model kits and just getting nice pictures yeah, off them build anyways. Build a photo booth. And try some diorama stuff. Yeah, and then, like, I don't know, I'll just, like, post pictures of them and get mm -hmm. some nice ones and stuff like that. And maybe, like... I'd love to do like oh, a video. Yeah. Like with the kind of like a red back you know. style video from from the BRP project. Yeah. Something like that I think would be cool. You know, I think that'd be really neat. And then seeing where that goes. I mean mm -hmm. I do like the idea of doing I'm totally like I said, I'm totally open. My career goes down the path of like model making purely. I'm I'm open to that. I'm mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna close off that fair because i'm like man look where adam savage got <laughs> that's fucking true Doing that you know that's like true. fuck i'm down i am so down you know um i like that openness too that's really important i mean that's the thing i'm like I would, you know like we said before i was so dead set on like automotive during school that that's i thought was that was the only option and now i'm like not only is it like very you know maybe 
you know, impossible almost path, but like, it's actually not the only path. And maybe it's not even the path that I want. Here's the path mm-hmm. I thought I wanted, you know, and model making feels like I just doing it just feels good. Like I like making little models and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. actually using your hands, to like build something. I love that. So I'm totally fucking open to that. Dope. You know, Fuck yeah. totally open. If it goes there, it goes there. That's, you know? that's awesome. That's really awesome. But I want to see the, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Which means I got to get like God tier good at fucking blender shit. Well, what happens if, if Ash Thorpe and Adam Savage procreate and make a baby? Yeah. That's maybe the that's, baby that, that's the baby that you have to be. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Maybe that is me. That's, that's like, yeah, there you that's go. That's it. That's exactly what it is. I think, and that's like, I, I don't do that explicitly. I don't aspire to be like, I don't aspire to be person X or person Y, but there's people say Draplin. Draplin's a great example. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be Draplin. I don't want to be like Draplin. I want to embody the values that Draplin does in his work. And by doing that and by like, co-mingling that with other design influencers or just people in general say christo draplin um uh another person as just a loose example look at my errolson hugh there you go perfect if those three had a baby what would that baby do Mm. you know from a it's like if it's a design focused baby what is that what is that that baby is i yeah, that's the thing. When I think of Ash Thorpe, it's like, I don't do the exact same things that he did. I mean, designing a Batmobile, that's kind of rad. But when I look at his stuff, not only is it the aesthetic and his like style that I really like, but I love the fact that like he's doing everything he wants to do. Mm-hmm. He's not just doing one specific thing. He's not just doing branding for coffee shops. He's not just doing clothing for like running shoes specifically he's not just doing lounge furniture he's not Mm -hmm. just doing you know hatchbacks it's like it's concept design but he's getting to do so many different things within that and i really want to be able to do that where i can like do different things yeah you know i'm still like in the concept stage of all the of those things but doing multiple subjects and not mm. just like a car or a shoe or clothing or an environment or a brand or something like that, you know? Yeah. And then from Adam Savage, I love the fact that just how happy he is doing what he does. <laughs> like he's like a kid. Him, like when he like paints or builds something, right? And he has that laugh, that like evil laugh of like <laughs> it's like, oh my God, look how awesome it is. Like I yes. I want that, you know. Mm. I want to be that happy with what I do. And like what else I love about him is like to me, he's like the ultimate problem solver, especially yeah. with MythBusters. It was like, okay, we gotta do this. How do we do this? Like, what? How do we actually build it? Mm-hmm. And that ability of like, you ask him anything, he'll build it, kind yeah, of thing, is like a really cool thing I'd like to do. I think you're gonna be the real man's man. Like your your shower breaks when you have a house, and you're the guy that fixes the shower. <laughs> Oh, I don't. You're know the guy that, that. that you're the guy be. that fixes like the laundry machine when it stops oh, working. God. 
maybe probably not i'm honest. gonna be giving you a call to zach my my dyson vacuum's broken come and fix it you walk I over and said i don't fix it but i just paint it you're like like it's not fixed yes but now it looks better broken now it's matte black why doesn't dyson do anything all matte black real talk though fuck off with those stupid colors oh my god the dyson shadow bro don't even like don't even tempt me with that that. would be cool i think just because they have like their colors they go with right their brand colors that they're known for Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting thinking about like making it more specific the portfolio yeah yeah you know so I'm still like in the, I'm still like, there's a few things I want to do, right? Like, can I choose, you know? But when I think of like concept design and like branding, I feel like there's a way of putting those two together a bit more. Absolutely. Um, like to be fair, I know it's like asking much, but it's like, I don't want to be maybe maybe one time in my life as a career i'll have to do it but i don't dream about writing all the copyright and writing the brand guideline of like if you were to use this logo you have to use it this way beside with these colors beside this logo right Mm -hmm. i don't want to do that i want to be the one thinking of the color palette Mm -hmm. and the logo and doing the mock-ups and thinking about how you market this right and like how like visually can i wow people like that's the part and that's more the concept phase anyways right Mm -hmm. that's where like i get excited you know or even thinking about like ash silver sign the batmobile like to be fair like i don't even think i would love to be the person sitting down and catting that no i tell you right Right? now i would not love to but i'd love to be the one doing like the rough cad to like kind of get the shape or the one sketching it Mm mm-hmm the one like doing concept art for it and then working with the CAD guy, like that to me sounds more fun. Right. You know, me like doing like sketches and then concept art and then making a model and then giving that to the CAD guy, but all right, you know, do the proper CAD that can be rendered for a move. You know, that's like, to me, that sounds more exciting. Mm -hmm. So when I think of like shit that I like, it's more, conceptual even when i talk about team time travel right and i'm like like that idea the other day has been stuck in my head of that mm-hmm. intro where it's like back to the future-esque whatever mm-hmm. like i think about stuff like that a lot because again it's conceptual it's thinking like okay zach here's the mission you got it's like a quick teaser trailer what is it going to look like yeah then my brain goes crazy that's what i like you know that's where it gets you yeah so that it's i've heard this somewhere in some in some abstraction of this misquote but it's like design it's 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 about designing your life um intentionally so that it allows you to do the type of work that you want to do and that you enjoy doing mm. and allows you to pass off the work that you don't want to be doing to somebody else whoever mm. that is not a clue um it's like there's a that's it and there's a reason why draplin enjoys there's a reason why he's like a one-man show basically 
is because he enjoys that. If he didn't enjoy that, he could hire someone else in a heartbeat and mm. someone else could do the shipping and the logistics of all of, all of his stuff 100%. But he enjoys it. That's why he does it. Conversely, you know, Christo probably doesn't enjoy, well, I shouldn't say that because he does, but there's probably stuff that Christo doesn't enjoy doing. And that's why he has a team of people around him to support him in that. And he can do what he likes to do, which is teach and educate and bring, make, basically making design education free and affordable as possible for everybody and not just a specific type of design, design in, as, a, as a massive umbrella term to cover everything from industrial to photography to graphic to this to that to the other, mm-hmm. which is dope. I'm out of breath now. Did you watch the Adam Savage video the other day as a short of him where he's like hammering a tinfoil ball? No, but I saw it pop up. It's, it's Watch it. It's fucking cool. I want to make one. Giant tinfoil they, ball. Like, smooth it out and stuff. Dude, it looks... You know the MC Escher drawing where there's the hand holding the glass orb and you see the reflection of everything in it because it's a yes. perfect mirror? That's basically what he created out of That's fucking bad. tinfoil. Out of fucking tinfoil. And his his hands have like all like the fucking aluminum dust on them yeah. and everything, and they're fucking filthy. Amazing. Mm, that's cool. I would highly recommend watching it. It's like thirty seconds, best thirty seconds of your life. I just want to be him. I just want to be a YouTube channel making shit like that and having a, a workshop cave that's just full of cool shit that I make. Oh, please, please. That'd be cool. We need to manifest that reality. Yes. Manifest that reality. We need to buy a house. And then, yeah, I almost burped into the microphone out of like default, but I held we it can back. Make videos of us constantly. Yes, all the time. Videos, photos. I want to get a, I want to get a point and shoot camera, which is, it's a film camera, like a point and shoot film camera rather, because um, it's smaller, it's less obtrusive. It, it can go into the pocket, come out, click, mm. boom, done. And then use the film camera for more planned composition right. work. Um, for that exact reason, just to like document. I'll talk about this tomorrow, but I had like a, I don't, I don't journal, I can't do that. But I had like a journaling moment on Saturday where I like wrote down like two pages basically in the field notes all about taking photos and like capturing stuff. Mm. So it might make an interesting, uh, interesting chat mm. for tomorrow. But uh, Henry's like has that. some, Henry's has some point and shoots. I think 70 bucks if you were thusly inclined. It doesn't have the film camera look though. I'll preface that. And I know that's something that you were, you were after. Yeah. I still want my, what, A1. Yeah. I'll have to keep a, uh, I'll keep, yeah. Uh, I keep an eye out for it. A lot of times Henry's will have it on um or like in the store, but it won't be on the website because it's a used thing. Right. Here's one on Etsy. It's a hundred bucks. Comes with a lens. Comes with two lenses. Thirty five millimeter and a thirty five to one oh five. So you got a wide angle and a wide angle to telephoto. Half telephoto. Hundred bucks is not bad at all. No, not at all. Are you like, 
it's hard to say what the what the condition of it is, what the quality is, but that's kind of beside the point at this point. It's going to be old. It's going to be finicky. Yeah. That's the fun of it. That's the fun of it. It's like the car, like the Porsche. Oh, there's some nice old Kodak Character. cameras too. Fuck. Nice. Mm. Uh oh, shouldn't have stopped. <laughs> buy some cameras. Uh oh, uh oh, this is a problem. Oh man. Okay, yeah. Okay, back to audition. Back to audition. That wraps us up though. That's like that's solid 41, 42 minutes. Mm -hmm. I knew that was gonna go long and I knew that was gonna be really intense um when we planned out to talk about it. But that was dope. Hell that yeah. was really dope. I enjoyed that a lot. And if you enjoyed that, ladies and gentlemen, send us an email to hi at bigdesigncompany.com or conversely, you can visit the website www.bigdesigncompany.com. And if you're thusly inclined, you can send us an email to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. That'll go straight to our Gmail inbox. You won't be get filled, you won't get filtered into the spam folder. No. And if you do, then sucks to suck, we'll figure it out. But Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. The process.